It's a privilege for me to be here today. Thank you so much. I should be less than an hour. So, anyway, just thank everybody for being here today, and I appreciate all this. Today, we're going to uh, talk about friendship, and um, there's a story in the Bible that always moves me about friendship and the power of friendship and the importance of friendship. <clears throat> and so I'm going to read from Mark 2, verses 1 through 12. It says this. A few days later, when Jesus had entered the town of Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered a large number of people. There was absolutely no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word of God to them. Some men came bringing a paralyzed man, carried by four of them, since they could not get into him to see Jesus because the crowd was so good, great. They had an opening. They they made an opening. They made an opening in the roof above him by digging through it and lowered the mat that he was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the men, when he saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were still thinking to themselves, Why does this man talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God? Immediately, Jesus knew that the spirit in which they in which they were thinking in their hearts, and he said to them, "Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, "Your sins are forgiven, or get up, take up your mat, and walk." But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of all of them. They were amazed, and everyone praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. So today I'd like to just talk briefly about friendship and the importance of it. Here's these four guys, grab their buddy on a mat, and we're taking him to see Jesus. Pretty incredible. And it says, and by their faith, it was the faith of them that they had accomplished what they were doing. So I'll just take real quick time here and just say, first of all, they had a friendship that was a deep friendship, connection. And they were concerned and wanted to take care of their friend. They did everything they could to take care of him. Do you have a friend like that that you would do almost anything for? I have friends with, I even have friends with me today that I believe would do that. Do you have a friend that you have concerns for? You know, and it's our job to love God and to love others and build friendships and relationships with people 
that will just help them and assist them and come alongside them. God said that we need to love God and love our neighbor. And Dolph last week in his sermon included that and how important it was to love our neighbor and show our neighbor. And then this week on the podcast, I don't know if the guy from the podcast is here, but it was it was awesome how he is building relationships just so that he can share Jesus with people, so that he can be a godly example. And that's our responsibility. The one thing I appreciate, the guys, they did, they didn't just pray about it. Well, let me pray about this. You know, you hear people say, well, I'll be praying for you. They said, Get a, roll him on the mat and let's take him to Jesus. And that was their answer. They had to organize. They had to plan. It was not something they just threw together in a minute. I can imagine they heard that Jesus was coming to town and they said, we got to get him there. Jesus can transform this man's life. And he did. They took action. And I think we need to be men of action. We need to be men of action that we would do something. Not, not just pray, but take action when we have the opportunity. When we feel like God has answered clearly and said, hey, you need to do this, then we need to get doing it. We need to take action. They took their friends to the person they knew who could really transform their life. And we can do that every day. We can take our friends to, and to Jesus as an example of something we can do to develop friendships with that in the back of our mind. The third thing we see is that we, they didn't allow difficult circumstances to get in their way. <laughs> the place is crowded. They didn't just say, excuse me, excuse me. They went to the roof. Now, obviously, they aren't built like they are today, the houses that we have. <laughs> they dug through the ceiling, lowered the sky down, you know. Some would say it's creative thinking. Others would say it's vandalism. You know, whatever. <laughs> sometimes we we have to have a plan. Sometimes a plan has to change. And we have to be acceptable and be led by God and by His Spirit to do whatever is necessary to get through. Obstacles happen. I honestly believe they happen for a purpose sometimes. They, so that it draws us in a more desperate situation for Christ's presence and power in us. And so that's really important. I remember I took a group of men to Mexico and we were going to build a church. We got there and they're supposed to have a nice cement mixer and, and, uh, and we yanked and yanked and yanked. Couldn't get the cement mixer working. And, a guy who came with us, his name was Mr. Crabtree. He, he came up to me. His name is Larry. He comes up. He goes, uh, Gil, I think I can fix that. And I go, sure. Go at it. Larry, go right at it. He, he, the missionary told me it hadn't run that good since it was new. He had that thing running, and we built the church. It was awesome. So. You know, God 
uses circumstances not only for our good, but for the goods of others as well. In this case, Larry, who came on this trip, and he, he goes, I don't even know what I'll do there. He was like a vital piece in God's plan. And it made him understand that it's important that we just surrender and do what God asks us to do. The next thing is they accomplish things together. You know, men tend to be a little bit individualistic, if you hadn't noticed. We like to do things on our own. We're kind of that way. We're macho. Yeah. I don't know if that's a term anymore, but in my day it was cool. <laughs> but uh, They did it together. They did it together. I'm not sure who came up with the idea. Hey, let's go through the roof. <laughs> that had to be great. And I could hear one of the guys, you're crazy, you can't do that. That's vandalism. And you hear him say it, but Ted's go, no, that's great. Let's drop it through the hole. Let's go. Come on. So they drop him through the hole. Teamwork is so important, especially men. I think we need to work together continually. It's so good when we do. I remember when I was in high school, and it wasn't yesterday. No chuckles there. Uh, I was in high school, and my junior year, I was on the basketball team. I was the second tallest kid on the team. We were terrible. We went, we lost all but one game out of 18. And uh, it was just terrible. We had a kid on our team who was a senior, and he thought he knew everything, and he'd shoot the ball all over the place. And he was decent. But next year we came back, and we were all cohesive. We were all one team. We passed. We played. We didn't care who got the points. We just needed no, we needed to get a lot of them. And we were not a big team. We weren't tall. Uh, I went to a school with 32 in my graduating class. No, 31. Everett Sherman didn't graduate. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, so, so you see, it's a real small school, and it was interesting to see that that through all that, we went 18-1 and one the next year because we played together as a team. And I believe if we work together as a team, we can do great things for God. They knew if they worked together that they could be successful. The tallest kid on our basketball team was six foot two inches tall. And um, our shortest guy was five six. And then everybody else was in between. But we didn't let obstacles get in our way. We didn't cut anybody through a roof or anything like that. But it was the teamwork and working together. And the next thing you see is they figured it out. They dared to do the extreme. For goodness sake, they took the roof off the house. Now, admittedly, that wouldn't probably work for us today. Before we got the shingles off the roof, people would be there with a police force. But 
Desperate times sometimes call for desperate measures. And they had an extreme care for their friend. And because they cared extremely for their friend, they were not gonna they were they were not gonna let anything get in the way of them getting to Jesus. And that was the important part. The last thing they see is they had faith that they could get there. If they could get their friend in front of Jesus, that Jesus would heal them. And heal heal them he did. Heal him he did. I think um we need to have the faith that Jesus can make a difference in our friends' lives. You guys all have friends that don't know Christ or need to know him. Dolph was really good last week in saying how important it is to build relationships with people and friends that they may see your example. It's not about preaching at them or pushing Jesus down their throat, but it's some of the best times that you can have is the opportunity to share Christ with your friends and even acquaintances. I've been to Sturge's motorcycle rally a couple times. My, I love it. I have <clears throat> I have a road king. Um, I haven't ridden it in a year and a half because I've had three strokes and I'm still walking. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> the cool thing is that um, just going there and befriending them we do what we call shoe polish and boot polish and boot shines. And uh, these guys come in and we shine their boots. And and the last thing we do before we leave, I said, hey, I'm a pastor from Pennsylvania. Uh, I'd like to pray with you. And they go, sure. I said, well, what what are some of your greatest needs? And I'll never forget this one guy from Texas. He looked at me and he goes, well, this is my last Sturges. And I go, what? What's up with you? Why aren't you coming back? You know, I was trying to joke with him, and I could tell he wasn't healthy. But he goes, yeah, I've only got about three months to live. I have cancer. I, would you pray for me? And pray I did. My brother came over. He prayed. I think it's so important that we be friends like these friends were. That we would do everything we can to help people connect to Christ and to relationships with you. And um, th- these guys, they must have been overjoyed after years of caring for their friend. Maybe even a brother, I don't know. But after years of caring for their friend, They got to see him walk out. Walk out. It had to be great joyful uh, hearts for those guys, that's for sure. Let's, uh, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your your friendship to us. Lord, we ask that we would be people that would build relationships because we care about people, that we love God and love people. Help us to do so. Help us to look for any opportunity we can to help 
and assist and come alongside that we may eventually, or maybe even not, eventually introduce them to Jesus. But we can live godly examples before them. Lord, we have this opportunity to be friends and develop friendships. And I know it's tougher for introverts. Me, I can make friends with anybody. But Lord, give us all an opportunity to see people the way you see them, through your eyes. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.